Hello, this recording is for Miss Williams AP US History course, chapter 14, part one notes on the Civil War. We've already gone over the causes of the Civil War. The key cause, of course, of all the struggle and strife and the domino effect that led to the war itself can be found in slavery and the fact that the United States had tried for so long since the founding of the country to balance the number of slave states and free states in an effort to avoid the argument over the power of the federal government versus the power of the states. When Abraham Lincoln was elected to office in 1860, it's really the beginning of the war itself. Lincoln's election further inflames Southerners, and it is not long after his election, just a month later, that states start to secede from the Union, leave the Union. So by the time Lincoln takes office, really it's quite late in this domino situation. By April of 1861, not long after he takes the oath of office, Confederates attack Fort Sumter in Charleston, South Carolina. This is the first act of war. And when Lincoln states that the Union will resupply the fort in an effort to fight off the Confederates, that's the Union getting involved in the war. When the war starts, President Lincoln calls for 75,000 volunteers to join the Union Army. By this time, Virginia is no longer a part of the United States, along with South Carolina. Richmond, Virginia becomes the capital of the Confederacy. And if you look on a map, Richmond, Virginia is not far from Washington, DC. You have other states leaving the Union in quick succession, including Maryland. Um, Maryland tried to leave, but was put under martial law in order to keep them as part of the Union because, of course, Washington, D.C. is centered right smack dab in the middle of Maryland. Kentucky tried to remain neutral, but was attacked by the Confederate Army and had to join the fight on their side or fight against them. Missouri tried to stay Union, but since they were originally voted as a slave state, uh, there's a lot of conflict within the state of Missouri itself over what side should be taken. What does the North have in opposition to the South? The North has a strong Navy, so they've got a large fleet of ships. They also have a much larger population than the South, and they have a large number of factories. So anything that the Union soldiers need can be produced in the North very quickly. And it can also be shipped very quickly because at this point in time, there's over 9,000 miles of railroad just in the North and starting to extend to the South and to the West. So the North has a lot of advantages. Their head general, is Ulysses S. Grant. He actually replaces another general who was hesitant to, to beat the Confederacy. A lot of the generals that you read about in the Civil War 
had gone to West Point Academy together. They had trained together. They knew each other. Their families were friends. And so a lot of them found it very difficult to be extremely aggressive when it came to the war itself and to winning battles. The Confederacy had a strong military tradition. So even though they're trying very hard to put a government together, they have plenty of trained military people, including Head General Robert E. Lee. However, the fact that the North has factories and supply lines and money for the war means that the North will inevitably win the war itself. The South was hoping for intervention from the British who bought a lot of cotton from them. But the problem is, is the British had abolished slavery almost 50 years earlier and were not interested in supporting another slave society. They were okay with buying the product of that society, but they were not okay with helping the Confederacy. So the North wins by stopping supplies in the South, controlling the tax money for the war, blocking ports so that Confederates can't ship goods to each other, and martial law, meaning that President Lincoln is allowed to draft troops into the military so you can volunteer, which would be preferable, but you can also be drafted, which means you're forced into service. The Civil War is the first modern war. That's not a distinction of honor, however. There are very large armies on both sides of the Civil War, Union and Confederate. And in some cases, you literally have families fighting other families on either side of the line. Each side has fairly significant supplies, although the North eventually wins out on that. There is also modernized bullets, which means that there is more accuracy to the weapons being used. And there are very large death tolls in a lot of Civil War battles. And much of that has to do with the fact that better aim from weapons means that lining up across the field from each other makes a lot of these new or young soldiers susceptible to getting shot. Getting shot was not necessarily a death sentence. However, getting injured during the Civil War means that you are susceptible to things like infection, which is what killed a lot of soldiers when they were injured. You don't need to know all of the key Civil War events. There are two things that you need to know. September 17th, 1862 is the Battle of Antietam. It was the most men killed in a battle in a single day ever. I believe it still holds the record. 6,000 killed in one day and 16,000 wounded. Of those 16,000 wounded, quite a few will also die in the weeks and months to come. But because the Union won that particular battle, this is when Lincoln signs the Emancipation Proclamation, freeing slaves in states that are in rebellion against the North. So any state in the Confederacy. What does that do? Well, it allows newly freed slaves to 
join the Union Army if they so choose, which isn't a bad offer since you get paid and you're taken care of. The nursing profession was created because of the Civil War. Um, there was lots of women who were part of the camps who also helped clean soldiers in the army hospitals and tend to them and give them food and water. And so you do see that helping some freed slaves and women, but not to a large extent. There's a lot of great side stories in the Civil War of women dressing as men to fight for their side. Um, there are also great inspiring stories like the Combahee River Raid, where Harriet Tubman led the Union Army and helped free about 800 slaves from the South. But overall, the Civil War boils down to, is slavery going to continue exist in North America or not? And because the North won, the answer to the question is not. Once the war ends, Lincoln wants to reunite the North and the South, but that will prove to be very, very difficult. And when he's assassinated just a week after the war officially ends, his assassination puts an end to some of his plans because he is no longer able to carry them to fruition. <laughs>